Yo, D and Lance, how y'all doing? Well, you guys popped my podcast cherry. I've never listened to another audio podcast. I picked you guys first. So, thank you. Have fun. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. What's up? I'm Lance Wackerly, and I just spilled some beer on my computer. Whoops. Nice job there, Wackerly. I took care of it. It was just foam. So, uh, Aaron Gobra, how was uh, your St. Patrick's Day? Oh, it was great. It was I kind ate of some a... Lucky Charms in the morning, and then some corned beef and cabbage. And... Did you wear green? I have a green jacket that I wear every day. So it's so gay. Technically, that yes. is so gay. Well, I mean, I wear it every day. But were people in your office like specifically oh, wearing green? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like I think what, what's it, what is it? What's the rule? Like you get pinched if you're not wearing green. Supposedly, if somebody I think, pinched me at this point, I'm fucking 34 years old. I would smack him in the face. I think you should get happy slapped if you are wearing green on St. Patrick's Day or red on Valentine's Day. I don't know. Do a lot of people wear red? On, I guess they yeah, do. Yeah, dude, in my office, like half the office will just be like, "Oh, I got my red shirt on today. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day." It's just like, well, why can't you slap them? Chicks, I don't. It's a mind. human resource. I don't mind thing. chicks. No, well, chicks can do it because chicks like Hallmark cards. They wear, like, their tight green miniskirt. And gay dudes can do it, too, I guess. Well, I don't care what gay dudes do. They're in their own universe over there. I suppose. But, yeah, the dudes with, like, the green, you know, turtleneck sweater. It's like, what's wrong with you? I just want to walk by and just slap them, like, upside the head and just be like, why are you doing this? I mean, are you doing this to annoy me? If it was, like, mistletoe and then, like, every chick you saw and you were wearing green, she had to, like, make out with you. And you get a tick grab or something. Yeah, yeah. no, I'd be down with that. I'd, I'd have, be down with I'd that. actually probably like Christmas if uh, that was the case. But it's not. It's it's not. I think really uh, St. Patrick's Day is just an excuse for white people to uh, get horribly drunk. Really. Yeah. Irreparably I'm, I'm, drunk. Not only am I over that, the getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day, although I did get drunk, uh, but I'm over complaining about it. <laughs> You know, the, it and that, is what it is. That's the thing. It's like I. It's kind of like for me. It's kind of like New Year's. I kind of feel compelled to go out on St. Patrick's Day. Right. I mean, it's. But if you've lived in a city long enough, you know where not to go. Yeah. Like I'm not going to Harrington's Pub. No, avoid any Irish bar. And I'm not going to the Irish Bank. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you want to avoid the crowds. But you know, I must say, I must say that last night was a pretty tame, a rather tame St. Patrick's Day. I remember last year we probably did. What, like four Irish car bombs apiece? Yeah, at least. I think I did just one then, last uh, night. With yeah, other I mean, drinking involved also. Yeah, and drinking uh, shots of Jameson. I also did one. Yeah, and, and we ended up going to uh, our friend's bar over 83 Proof uh, in the South of Market area. And so, yeah, last night I decided to go there again. And uh, you came and met me there Yeah, with a couple of friends. And, I mean, it was all right. The, the main reason I wanted to go to that bar is, A, it's, it's not going to be that crowded. And, B... I really needed to make amends with my friend Sky, the owner. <laughs> uh, dude, he was so upset with me. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, you did tell me about yeah, that. Why so, don't you tell the listening audience? I, I, I'm going to have to elaborate on this. So people on the forum are probably familiar with this little prank that I pulled. You know how like um, 
some asshole always send uh, out that one like uh, link to you know this a website. You click on it, and all of a sudden it takes over your computer and like blinks. You, I'm gay. I'm gay. Right. I'm a pedophile. I'm a pedophile. Well, you this can't close it, and That's you can't close it. You have to force quit your browser. Which most people don't even know how to do. You seem to think it's this like inherent skill that everybody has. Dude, I thought everybody, if you no. operate a computer, no. you should know how to fucking force quit. Ninety percent of, a, of people who use a computer for work, which is ninety percent of people, really. I mean, they know how to use Word and like open up but Internet. Explorer. I understand my my father, a senior citizen, would not most know how to, like to access the task manager. Yeah, I most, think no, most people are anyone like that. our age knows how to force quit no, out of a browser. Not true. Well, apparently you're right because that's that's what happened. So someone sent it to me, a website called SourMath.com. And when you click on the link for SourMath, it'll immediately show this like picture of like, I don't know, four old guys in a shower jacking each other off. And it has this like <laughs> whistling Dixie song to it. And it's really loud. And it's really yeah. annoying. And you can't click it off. It's all over your screen. You can't just, you have to force quit your browser to shut it off. Here's another thing that separates the... The computer using wheat from the computer dumbass chaff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, when stuff like that opens up on me, for me, yeah, you, you immediately open the task manager. Just and say, you force quit and, your browser. And program or whatever. But, like, people, you got to have your computer on mute. <laughs> you can't have your the, the volume knob in your computer turned all the way up at work. Exactly. Just never, ever do that. Always have it on mute, especially if you're surfing the internet, especially if you're clicking on random links. I mean... Somebody can even send you like a, a email virus that says, you know, some starts well, have spewing you ever, out racial epithets. Out well, have you ever speakers. just kind of been like, you know, checking your MySpace and you click on someone's MySpace. Oh, that girl looks hot. Click on her MySpace page and this Britney Spears song starts blasting through your computer and yeah. everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you working over there? Right. Well, this is the same That's scenario. embarrassing enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what I usually do is I have my headphones plugged into it. So well, it, headphones, It wasn't yeah, an issue thing. to me. But yeah, keep your computer on mute. Well, so what ended up happening... If you don't know how to put your computer on mute, then you're a lost cause. So you I be sent fired this, anyways. I not only posted this link on the forum with the, with the heading, Lily Allen has a great body, um, to which a bunch of people clicked on it. Which and she then, doesn't really. No, but it, dude, everyone clicked on that link. I'm or, actually fond of her body, but a lot of people point out that she's not like, you know, she doesn't look like yeah, a, she's, a, she's a not supermodel like super slash she's no pop, posh typical spice. pop star, yeah. But, um, yeah, so a bunch of people on the forum clicked on it, and they're like, you're a fucker, D, blah, blah, blah. And so I sent it to a bunch of friends, but my friend, my friend Sky, who runs 83 Proof, I actually, he's one of, one of those people who takes Facebook very seriously. He's, <laughs> he posts seriously on Facebook. Facebook's not, like, you know, a, a, a joke of a social networking site. It's like, you know, I post my real feelings on this site. It's serious. And, he, you know, he doesn't add people that he doesn't know. Like, you know, a lot of people add just, oh, that chick's hot. She's my friend. I had everybody who requests me. And so, so do Unless I. Unless it's somebody I, like distinctly hated in high school, which hasn't even really happened. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less. And that's that, that exactly. It's like I'll, I'll add you. I don't. I don't care. I mean, especially if you're a hot chick, you know. But but you know, there's some people that are like, I only add people who are my friends because right. this is my friend. This is my you know, my friend, my Facebook friend circle. Right. You know. So anyway, I put it on his wall. I was like, your new favorite website. And I uh, put the SourMath.com link on his wall. Well, apparently, not only did he click on it, but I guess a number of his friends clicked on it and were upset about it. But he clicked on it, and uh, he had been working on like his Excel documents or something. I don't know. Hadn't saved for, for a while. Well, he didn't know how to force quit on his Mac. And uh, I guess it was going on and on. And he ended up having to power down his, like shut off his computer manually. 
and he lost all of his data and was really, really pissed. He actually deleted me as his Facebook friend. <laughs> yeah, I think though. Do you think? Do you think that's? Do I deserve that? I think you deserve it for doing something that was funny in like 1998. <laughs> the fucking sabotage <laughs> link. I mean, seriously, that's like fucking 10 years ago funny. Dude, it was funny when I sent it to my brother who also doesn't know how to force quit on a PC. He called me up. He was enraged. He was like, what the fuck would you do that for? That's not fucking funny. I'm like, it's pretty funny. And you could hear the song in the background. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you, you need to you know just force quit. And he's like, I'm out of force quit. And you know, I guess, but the, the difference is Sky was doing work, you know, right. for his or, job. Or people who are My at brother work. was jacking off to gay porn. Yeah, what yeah. was your brother doing? <laughs> jacking off to gay porn. Exactly. You know, it's like, it wasn't that now big of a deal. It's more gay porn and it's flickering around your screen. <laughs> I, I thought my problem? brother would enjoy it, you know? But uh, so I actually really did feel bad uh, that Sky lost his data. And I, I felt like a real asshole. So <laughs> I ended up going to his, to his bar last night for St. Patrick's Day and apologized. I bought him a drink, and I, I feel bad about it. It, it. That's what sucks. It's a stupid joke anyway, and the fact that, you know, it, it ruins someone's three, you know, afternoon isn't gratifying. I don't feel, it doesn't make me feel How good. How do you feel about doing it to all the forum members? That I felt was really funny. <laughs> you know, actually, they, they, I guess the highlight of it is I did it to my brother, and it was hilarious. I wish I would have recorded that conversation. You need to have a function on your phone where it just automatically starts recording whenever you're talking to your brother. I know. you really. I, I really do need that. Yeah. So all in all, it was kind of a lame St. Patrick's Day. But everybody out there, I hope you had a fun St. Patrick's Day and you weren't too hungover today at work. Um, so today, you know, I, I got to work. I wasn't all that hungover. I mean, I was definitely drank my fair share of green beer last night in Jameson. But yeah, I think I, went, I was in hungover. bed by like midnight. So yeah, exactly. So you know, it was nice to go to go to work well rested. But the entire day today, I was preoccupied with this Joseph Fritzel case. The Have you Fritz. been following that? The Fritzel? The Fritzmeister? <laughs> no, I haven't really. I, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, we did the story about the guy and he had his daughter and the children that he spawned with his daughter in his, well, if you in think his of, dungeon in Austria. But if you think about it, Wackerly, this is the quintessential sick and wrong story. I, I wanted mean, to wait. This is the ultimate five star. So he's on trial now. I wanted to wait till the end of the trial, but it's you. T you you've been following it, and you're saying that a bunch of interesting stuff has come out. I, I just wasn't sure if interesting stuff had come out. I just wanted just to bring out. There's a couple things that uh, some revelations about his children, and uh, just some things that have come out. Well, number one, if you watch any videos of the trial, it's hilarious because he refused to show his face, but you know he's in court. You know, everyone's sitting there trying to wait to get a picture of him. So it, they allow uh, cameras in the courtroom? Yeah, apparently in, in Austria they do. And so what he did is he used like this blue, plastic blue binder just over his face the whole time. <laughs> so you just saw this dude with his face just in the notebook. But uh, apparently... Did they he have had, eye holes cut in it? <laughs> no, he, was just, he just <laughs> so had, had it over out? his face. He was walking eye around work. with it, surrounded by uh, cops. And he, I mean, could, could you imagine how like rabid the paparazzi must be? How much do you think a picture of those mutant children would be worth? The paparazzi? <laughs> what do they call it? In Austria? Thing, I don't yeah. know. But uh, no, like, uh, I mean, these kids are inbred. No one's seen them. You know, it's like, I bet you one picture would be worth more than like Tom Cruise's kid. But the kids aren't in court, right? No, the kids are in this top secret facility, you know, kept far away from uh, their evil, evil father. <laughs> so Joseph Fritzl is the Austrian accused of imprisoning his daughter, fathering seven children with her, has changed his plea from not guilty to guilty on all charges. I mean, he was going in defiant, saying he did nothing wrong. 
up until yeah, today. That's kind of hard to convince everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like you fathered seven kids with your daughter. You kept her in prison in your cellar for 24 years. You're fucked up, buddy. And he didn't. He, he had other kids that he just brought up raised normally, right? If I remember I guess, correctly, uh, he took two of the seven kids and one oh, of them raised died them as, re- and, as his real and, children. As his real children yeah. said that, uh, like the daughter was. I think he said the ruse was that she joined some cult and like she dropped the kids off. Yeah. So he, so he's raising these kids, but uh, yeah. So earlier this week, I mean, he was just defiant. You know, not guilty. Well, today. Or yesterday, actually, they showed video testimony from his daughter that they played for the jurors, and that made him change his mind. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> and he still loves her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he denied all charges, and I guess his surprise turnabout altered his plea from partial to guilty on uh, the charge of rape and murder. I mean, he could face life imprisonment for murder, twenty years for enslavement, and up to fifteen years on other charges. I guess uh, his lawyer said that watching his daughter's testimony had profoundly affected his uh, client, destroying his emotions. Yeah, kind of funny. So anyway, um, I am imagine he's probably going to be sent away for a while. And I don't think there's going to be a release, early release on good behavior for that dude. I'm not really familiar with the Austri- Austri- I almost said Australian, Austrian uh, judicial system and how that works. I, for some reason, I just I just think it's harsher than the uh, British system. I imagine the British system, he'd probably get what like one year in prison and like one year so sobriety or something like you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think all those EU countries no are pretty for you, mate. Are pretty liberal, and that leads to you know just saying people are a product of their own circumstances. And yeah, but blah, the, blah, but blah. the fact that that that, that, that there, there's just so much ex- public exposure about this man and his his horrific. His crimes here. To, I to think you're still thinking in the American line of thinking. Like, uh, I think, I think that over there that means like the judge is going to be extra special to be, you know, we're not going to make an example of this guy. We're going to be lenient because we are a caring culture in Austria. <laughs> right? I, I mean, right? I, I Nothing guess... happened before 1945. <laughs> I guess we are very caring. They didn't prosecute any Nazis, did they? No, that happened in. Uh... No, Israel had to like go in Where's and like heck? kidnap them. <laughs> Switzerland. Oh, no, uh, Holland. Yeah. So there, well, the reason I want to talk about this is there's been a lot of details emerging about his brood, his progeny, his uh, incestuous children, um, or his incestuous, the children bound out of, a, <laughs> born out of, of an incest. incestuous uh, relationship here. <laughs> They're not here. fucking each other, yeah. although it wouldn't surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise me either. But what I find interesting about it is the daughter battled to give these kids a normal life. See, so, and we had the same problem when we did the story. <laughs> When you say the daughter, you mean the daughter mom, not the daughter. The daughter, daughter. mom, Elizabeth, <laughs> daughter sister. So Elizabeth Britzel was 18 years old when her father kidnapped her, locked her up in the cellar, and uh, then proceeded to rape her for 24 years. She finally escaped. I think it was the, the one daughter, the eldest daughter, had to be taken to the hospital, and she had a note in her pocket, which and the hospital alerted authorities, and they finally searched his house and actually had to make Fritzel show him where the secret cellar door was. Even though she'd lived there for so long, she couldn't even find it because she ran out of the house in such a No, the, the mother was, was trapped. The, the youngest daughter. See? <laughs> Once again, I'm confused. How soon you forget. The daughter-sister. The daughter-sister. Okay, okay, so the, the daughter-mother. The <laughs> daughter-mother is named there. Elizabeth. Yeah. The daughter-sister was named Kristen. Kristen was about 18 years old. She was the eldest, of the, the eldest child. Yeah. I think she had like a pneumonia or something. So Fritzel... Had to take her to the hospital. I got it now, yeah. And the mother, like, 
uh, furtively slipped a note into her pocket. So what's interesting is now they're talking about the day-to-day life because f- finally she's like willing to talk to the media and yeah. they're finding more details. There's really about... no day or night down there. <laughs> it's exactly. all just gray they, fluorescent they, lights. I mean, it, it just it blows my mind because you're thinking 24 years. What the hell do you do in that locked in a like a three room cellar for twenty four years? Oh God, just jack off all the time. <laughs> I, I imagine. I, I but I mean, I guess she did have a TV. So a picture is emerging of the day to day life in the cellar, which showed the remarkable protective efforts that Elizabeth, the daughter mother went to in raising the kids, fathered by her own father. I mean, it was furnished, right? Oh yeah, they had beds. So she, <laughs> but they had more than beds. They, they had, had a like, table. They had a, yeah. a shower. Posters? <laughs> Actually, there. I think there were drawings. The, kid, drawings. the kids' drawings. Okay. So she read to the kids. She told them fairy stories, sang them lullabies to help them to sleep. You know, I wonder if the fairy stories actually involved the kid. You know, like uh, if they were just fairy stories about other. You know, children in dungeons. Creatures in dungeons. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like a, like the the, the and print- they, he lived happily ever after in his dungeon. <laughs> it was great for him. Rapunzel never actually escaped yeah. in these fairy stories. She loved that tower. <laughs> she cut her hair in a pixie cut. <laughs> Told the night to fuck off and get the fuck out of there. There's no such thing as sunlight. <laughs> uh, they were all told that their father would turn the bunker into an underground gas chamber if they tried to harm him or escape. Meaning he'd eat a bunch of sauerkraut and fucking sausages <laughs> and German beer and come Hook down there and pipe up to his ass. let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want my dad to do that. It would be horrible. Uh, dude, I could imagine. And I know I, the I, rabbi I, I, can, I, really, I, I, can, can the, really gas up the Zyklon B also. Dude, the rabbi can uh, rip a mean fart. <laughs> Just like, uh, yeah, that, that's why he's like, you don't want me to turn this into a gas chamber, do you? Yeah. And so, of course, the kids are behaving. So, uh, apparently, these kids have been raised in this, like, this uh, hospital, and they're trying to, like, indoctrinate them. They're into now living. being raised in the hospital. Yeah, they're trying to acclimate them to living a normal life. Uh-huh. Uh, they revealed how Stefan and Felix, little Felix is the youngest child, Stefan's the middle, ch- middle child, communicates in a bizarre dialect, which is baffling psychologists and doctors who have been monitoring them. They said that some of the sounds they make are animal-like. It's only half true that they can speak. They communicate with noises that are a mixture of growling and cooing. So a year later, I think they're learning language now, but they still speak to each other. Yeah. Well, they have a shorthand. <laughs> I, I guess this is they probably kind of do a have short hands code because of the incest <laughs> and the fucking crossbreeding, gnarled like really white hands, stubby fingers. So Elizabeth, the, the daughter mother, never told her kids that they were imprisoned by their father. So they had no idea. I mean, she did everything possible to create an illusion of. Tonality. He would come down there though and like chill with them or not? Yeah, no, he would come down and uh, they would watch TV. They would eat dinner um, together. I mean, they 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 he was it was a second family. I mean, she taught them to speak as best she could, educated them from television, you know. Right. Um, Which is how I was educated yeah. <laughs> at a young age. Uh, she would pass the terrible hours of boredom by making models with the children out of cardboard and glue. Mm. So I don't know if there's any masturbating going on there. But, it's uh, kind of hard to hide from mom, I guess, under the sheets at night. But apparently Fritzel would uh, openly rape the, uh, the daughter-mother right in front of the kids. Well, yeah. I mean, where else are they going to be? You but can't I mean, send them out to play. But if you, I mean, if, maybe they have a tunnel that they can go dig around in. <laughs> but I guess there's nowhere for them. Go to Go dig in your tunnel. But but if Me you and could... your mother are going to uh, uh, discuss something. It's business time. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, would you think it's that weird if that's all you knew? 
It's like, oh yeah, you know, dad yeah, comes no, in here you and would, rapes you mom. Would, you, you would, would still think that was weird. At first, you wouldn't, but even as a kid, you're watching TV, right? They have TV. Yeah, it's like it's you're watching TV. So you're, you're watching like, your where, favorite those, show. where do those other kids live? Oh, they have a zip, a, zip, a different dungeon. It's over there, a couple <laughs> blocks down. What's a block? <laughs> I, I what mean, do you I, mean? What do you mean somewhere else? But would you be that inquisitive if you didn't know any better? I'm saying it's like, let's say you're watching TV. Every, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, mom comes down and gets ass raped. I mean, would you be like, oh, mom's getting ass raped over there. I'm just going to watch TV for a little well, while. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the best TV nights. <laughs> <laughs> Must see TV. So I'd be preoccupi- preoccupied. <laughs> so I guess all the kids here, the uh, cave-dwelling kids, uh, suffer from... Um, they have stoops. They most of them walk with a stoop. I guess little Felix Hunches. prefers to crawl. Well, the ceiling was only five foot six, uh-huh. so I actually probably would be fine there. <laughs> hey, like, I'm so tall. I fill <laughs> this room. Wow, this is perfect. My mighty frame. <laughs> it's like my hobbit hole. Um, apparently, the kids are and the mother are suffering from a depleted immune system and a vitamin D deficiency. Elizabeth, the mother daughter, is said to appear twenty years older than her forty two years. But yet there are no pictures of her. Anywhere. Well, that fucks up that whole theory about that everybody's trying to stay out of the sun and they're going to retain their youthful fucking look for the rest of their lives. Yeah, like, apparently. Well, being, I can't go out of the house without my big floppy hat and SPF one hundred and twenty sunscreen on. Yeah, I guess if Why don't you're you fucking sit in a cave all night. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. It doesn't do wonders for your skin. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, um, get out in the sun. Get a tan, people. Your fucking pasty skin is disgusting. One of the doctors who's looking after the kids, Mr. Etz here, uh, he told them... Mr. Etz? After all they've gone through, they can't even get a proper human doctor. (laughs) They gotta get a horse doctor. Fuck Austria. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Etz. He told of incredible scenes as the little boy discovered life for the first time. When Felix first looked at the moon, on his release, he asked his rescuers, is God up there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fuck he did Cause you, I mean what I don't understand he did not is, say that I do not believe it did he say it in English did he say it in Austria or did he just kind of gurgle and coo it like <laughs> <laughs> and then the wife the daughter mother's like he said it's God up there yeah <laughs> she's angling for a fucking TV of the week you know movie of the week special I guess when uh, little Felix here saw the sun he's even more excited making squeaking noises and trying to look directly at it through his fingers. It was burning his skin <laughs> off. <laughs> You'd squeak too. When he saw a cow for the first time in his life, he excitedly made he excitedly made gurgling noises. Uh but when the police took him on an elevator, he started screaming. So apparently he's not down <laughs> with the elevators. He's down it's with cows. He's fine space. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. He's had enough. Well, they said the doctors actually created a replica of the, the dungeon cellar uh-huh. to make the kids more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine like all so of a you gotta, sudden... You, know, you, gotta, you like what you know at some point. Well, what's interesting about it is I was reading some details about, uh, about Actually, the cellar dungeon. On, uh, did you read that article? Or I don't know if I... Maybe I heard it on the radio. They, they uh, gave some chimps, some laboratory chimps, uh, cable, cable TV. Cable in their, TV. In their like nighttime cell or whatever, cage, habitat. And they gave them the opportunity to um, like watch whatever they want. So you know what they watch when they go back there? 
Um, everybody loves Raymond. No, ER. <laughs> they, why, why, why would the chimps watch ER? Because they're used to being all the around all these doctors in lab coats all day. So, so they, like, they watch it. They, they watch do, ER when they get back. Do they? They don't choose, watch uh, you know National Geographic's Wild Outdoors or whatever. Yeah, but you think that would be like porn for them? No, they like they're like yeah, you things. know. I, like, like a Jane Goodall movie. Laboratory movie because it's just like where I go every day. What I don't understand about it, do they choose that channel or it's like, or the doctors put it on if they try to change it, the chimps start making monkey noise, like excitable no, monkey noises? No, I think noises. they gave, from my understanding, they gave the chimps a remote control. So and chimps. They homed in on it. Okay, so chimps can use the remote and they'll flip through the channels and be like, okay, sweet, ER's on it. This yeah. Is make me, this makes me comfortable. They might have switched over to a current affair to see that one monkey that ripped that chick's face off, but <laughs> <laughs> just for the highlight reel, but then back to ER. So what are you saying that uh, Joseph Fritzl's mutant kids want to watch something like Fraggle Rock or something where no, someone lives underground? They, they they might like the cave environment because that's what they're used to. It's com- oh, okay, comforting. so they, it's comforting. To it's them. like you know uh, mashed potatoes. Well, <laughs> apparently though, this underground cave was quite comfortable, if you ask me. I mean, first of all, dude. I read the rooms. It was uh, the, the you entered the dungeon via a narrow passageway leading into rooms that included a cooking area, shower facility, cooking area, otherwise known as a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> this is my cooking space, dude. There are five different rooms in the cellar, including a room containing a furnace, a small office room, Fritzl's workshop. Hidden behind a shelf in the workshop was a one meter high reinforced concrete door. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, dude, the, the whole area was six hundred and fifty square feet. That's uh, 60 Luxury. square meters. Dude, That's this, like twice my as big studio, as studio here in the Tenderloin, the Sikorong studio is what, 300 square feet? Maybe 350, yeah. Maybe, maybe 350. You've got your, your cooking area over there and the bathroom. And- Dude, how much would a dungeon cellar like this be in San Francisco? Oh, like 2500 a month. At, at least, least $2,500. Like what is it? It's like a two-bedroom... Plus nah, dude, bonus three. office and workshop. You get a kitchen. Apartment. You have a shower. It doesn't have any windows, but <laughs> dude, my my brother's place doesn't have any windows. <laughs> Even if he did, they'd be <laughs> filmed over with cigarette resin <laughs> and semen. Um, but no, I mean, it's, seriously, I was reading about this. I'm like, you know, is it really that bad? Like, you know, yeah, the TV. You know, uh, you, you had food. Let's let's say. Well, you, no, let's talk about what they didn't have. What's the scourge of all children? School. Um, school, yeah. School. school. It's the fucking worst. It's Think the bane it. of your existence. It, they never had to go to school. Never had to go to school. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's not even clear that no their homework? mother made them do like homeschooling, which I always assume that homeschooling is even worse. Like, who wants to fucking have your mom sitting there trying to teach you shit and giving you homework? Well, I guess, I Fuck guess you, she... mom. I'm not doing my phonics. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. No. They hooked on my finger, bitch. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, she tried to teach them through uh, watching TV. The education through television, which but would be TV awesome. is the opposite of the scourge of children. Exactly. Children love TV. It's great. It's like- well, I'm just saying, like, let's, let's, hypothetically speaking, Wackley, this is almost a thought experiment. Let's say you were allowed to live in this three-bedroom luxury apartment cellar dungeon, and uh, you had a TV, you had an Xbox, you had any video game you wanted, you had food, you didn't have to go to school, but, Work. you know, three times a week your dad ass raped you. Yeah. Would you be down? No. I mean, <laughs> everything except up to the end. <laughs> so everything is cool up at, up at, I mean. Do I get an exercise bike or a treadmill? I mean, I don't want to totally atrophy down there. <laughs> you want to be sexy for the dad? I could do the. You, you can, still turn them on? You could be the solitary, you know, the prison hey, solitary. Papa. You could do the prison solitary <laughs> confinement exercise routine, like. 
what, like run back and, and forth, run back and five forth. feet, and yeah, push ups and. But okay, let's let's find take the away in the dark. <laughs> let's take away the uh, ass raping for a second. I mean, does it sound half bad? It's like you get to play video games all day, watch doesn't TV, even sound a quarter bad. Read books, you know. I mean, yeah, sure, you don't get sunlight, but now I don't like sunlight two, anyway. It's two thousand nine. Am I still playing like Super Mario One, or, or do my video games get updated as? No, I'm not going to even be a year old, you know, but do they start to get updated? Like, I don't want to still be on, like, 8-bit technology down there. I think if you were unwilling to take it in the ass, you'd probably be stuck with ColecoVision. But if you were willing to go... pretty decent. (laughs) (laughs) If you're, like, willing to, like, you know, a couple times a week just get buggered by your father, you'd probably get an Xbox 360. Is that how Jeff got his? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the rabbi's cell was... Uh, I don't know if I can deal with that. Especially brutal. I don't know if I can deal with that, you know, um, like I said, Super Mario 1. Yeah. <laughs> for 12 years or whatever. So the secret door, which I guess if you have a bunker, you need to have a secret door, was electronically locked and could only be opened with a special code and a remote control, which uh, Fritzl carried on him at all times. So, I mean, imagine Fritzl came and went as he pleased. What happened if he got hit by, like, a milk truck... Or something and died. Who would have ever discovered the family? Nobody. While they were living, nobody. So they would have just rotted until they well, started smelling. Well, somebody once they died yeah, and started reeking, then uh, somebody would have come down there and found out what was going on. Hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I really. Somehow, how did air get in and out of this place? Well, it that's must a, have been a vent. He had a tube that provided uh, ventilation. <laughs> I guess the, um, there were no windows. Uh, the three children lived in the cellar. They had never seen daylight. They grew up with artificial light. They had no fresh air, no room to exercise. Uh, hospital officials said the lack of oxygen may have contributed to the daughter's illness, which brought the whole case to light when he took they her to the hospital. They got to be pretty stupid. I mean, like IQ-wise, just developmentally disabled. Well, hence the grunting. You know what I mean? No, I don't think the it. grunting is – the grunting is a product of if you are confined to a small space and you only ever talk – to two other people for 10 years, like I said, you're just going to have, if you had an IQ of 190, you're still just going to develop shorthand and like you're going to have grunting or just a look you get on your face, an expression, and the person knows exactly what you're thinking. I mean, there's not that much shit to think about to begin with. Like, it's cold down here. TV's boring. This is a good program. I mean, there's like, 15 things that you you would want to express uh, might know, as well get a grunt for one you know? i imagine you'd have a rather myopic worldview but rush limbaugh turned out fine no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> he's got that like one of his ears doesn't work and he's on oxycontin and he's a fucking asshole he's slapping um, the table have you heard that shit it's yeah horrible. that guy sucks so you know I, I read a story in closing here i read a story about what 24 years in a windowless basement would do to your health and you know, that's the question. It's like, so they, li- they lived in this 60-square-meter hellhole, which that's 650-square-foot apartment, people. I, I live in a 350-square-foot hellhole with crackheads outside, okay? So yeah. it's, it's You're not allowed to go interact with the crackheads, though, and frolic. That's the difference. Yeah, and I, it's I just leave. you in here. Yeah, when that, you that's true. When you don't have a hussy around. Um, is living in a dungeon bad for your health? What would you think, Wackerly? Do you think it'd be bad for your health? Yeah, I first, do. first impression. Well, the well, vitamin D. I mean, the sunlight is why they get the vitamin D deficiency because uh, it's bad, but not as bad as you might think. From a medical standpoint, there's one major problem with underground living: the absence of natural light. So, lack of exposure to sunshine increases the risk of vitamin D deficiency, which I believe can cause rickets. But all you need is a fucking multivitamin. I mean, I don't understand why Fritzel wasn't on the ball with that. 
Well, that's what I said. If you if if he force fed them cod liver oil every day, I'm sure they'd be fine. You know, it's but you can like, get cod liver oil in a pill. Yeah, I mean, why 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 wouldn't he just give them pills? Like you know, like guppies. Yeah. But I mean, you don't want your kids having rickets. They no. work all funny. Yeah. Um. What is rickets? <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's that like way when you yeah, it's like no, it's like your your bones don't bend, move properly, you get, like bow legged. Yeah, like some people I know. <laughs> 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 nice joke. Um, another health hazard for the forcibly homebound is lack of exercise. Apparently, a 60-square-meter apartment isn't much space for cardiovascular workout, which I'm surprised like he can just get them a bike or a, yeah, an know, exercise like a treadmill, treadmill or something. If the Fritzels weren't getting their heart rates up regularly, then they're at risk for heart disease or obesity. I imagine these... Also, masturbation yeah, <laughs> increases the increases heart rate. The heart rate. So. I imagine these kids weren't all that attractive, so obesity probably wouldn't be that much of an issue. Um, while fresh air isn't a health requirement, a poor ventilation can lead to a host of medical problems. Humidity encourages the growth of mold, which can trigger allergies or asthma. Um, I imagine that's probably what ended up led to the uh, the, the eldest daughter getting uh, um, pneumonia, right? pneumonia. So yeah, science scientific studies on the physical effects of long term confinement in prison aren't especially pertinent here, since prisoners generally have more space to roam around and more access to fresh air than the Fritzels did. But another famous Austrian kidnapping case might shed some light. Natasha Kampusch was abducted at the age of 10 in 98 and held captive in a small windowless cellar. She finally escaped in 2006. I think we might have covered this story. Yeah, we did the story, too. Uh, she was thin, and she hadn't grown, mu- grown much, about six inches in that time. But otherwise, she's in good health. I mean, uh-huh. if you look at her today, she's pretty attractive. She's doing interviews. She has her own talk show in Austria. <laughs> Believe me, dude, if you were at a bar, you'd hit it. But then once you're That's like... not saying a lot. Yeah, but once you wake up the next morning and she's like, so for about eight years of my life, I was kept in this windowless basement, you know, as a sex slave to this dude. You'd be like, all right, it's time for you to go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungover. I'm not having this this conversation. uh, uh, No breakfast, okay? (laughs) Get out. I'm going to lock you in the closet. Well, in closing, I hope uh, Fritzl does get life imprisonment. The man is a demon. and uh, But I've, I've been following the court case, and I imagine in the next few months we'll probably even get some new revelations. And hopefully get to see a picture of those mutant kids. I think there should be a documentary on so. them. I don't know. Well, people, this is episode 166 of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 165. If you recall, I did a story about a retard fight club. Uh, first rule of the Tard Fight Club, no drooling. <laughs> all um, drooling. <laughs> all drooling all the time. We actually did a story about a tiny, timid Mexican rapist. And uh, listener Stuart sent in a story about an al- alcoholic stabber. Uh, believe it or not, I came in first place with 116 votes. Uh, listener came in second with 94. And Wackerly, you came in third. Close third, though, with 76. Nuts. So, yeah. I know. Nice to you. Ay, caramba. <laughs> Um, one person, Virginia, here wrote in, D, it sounds like Crispin Glover might be behind the Tard Fight Club. It's a follow-up to his What Is It film. Which you went to see. I went I to see we that. we talked about it on the podcast, yeah, probably. It was, a, it was a film with real like uh, people that had And there was syndrome. a Q&A with Crispin. And Crispin uh, spoke about it afterwards. He wasn't making them fight each other, but I wouldn't put it Weren't past they had, him. Didn't he have them fucking each other, though? Yeah, fighting fucking... Fucking snails or Six something? Six of one, half a dozen over there. <laughs> crushing snails and, fu- and giving each other blowjobs. Um, yeah, I'd almost rather watch them fight. Uh, who do you think would make a better Tard Fight Club? Stanley Kubrick or David Lynch? That's, uh... Well, David Lynch is too obvious, right? 
Yeah, because, I mean, it's just going to be all weird. I think Stanley Kubrick, and... you could really talk about how the tards were dehumanized by the whole process because that's what every one of his movies are about. I wonder if they get all ultra-violent on each other. Yeah. It's I don't just, know. Uh, or there's, like, I recently watched 2001 again. Do you have just any opinions really on that slow... movie? That movie is fucking boring. <laughs> I know, it sorry. is boring. Maybe when I was smoking pot in college or something, it was really great. And there's some good like cinematography, whatever that fucking no, it's a beautiful. It's a beautifully filmed But that movie goes movie, on for but, yeah. fucking ever, and like, not a lot of shit happens. No, nothing really happens. Just it's fast apes, forward to like, the streaming. end. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, even... watch the monkey part in the beginning and then fast forward to the end. And yeah, that's, that's about it. But I, I still think Kubrick, I mean, who did he did Raging Bull, didn't he? Mm-mm. Or is that Scorsese? That's Scorsese. All right, Scorsese. Barry, Lin- Barry would Lyndon do... is good. Full Metal Jacket, awesome. You know, Clockwork Orange, great. But 2001, I've recently crossed off my list of movies that I'm ever going to watch again. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Ingmar Bergman Tard Fight Club. Yeah. Very you know, avant-garde. Very avant-garde. Or maybe maybe even I mean, go to the uh, the I mean, opposite spectrum, Michael Bay. Just like a you know, <laughs> high action and just like gets quick punched cuts. in the face and then he explodes <laughs> into a giant fireball. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for my money, Werner Herzog. Tired yeah, fight movie. Actually, you know, I agree with you, Ackley, for That's once. Werner Herzog. Tard movie. <laughs> Hopefully it comes out soon. You might have already done it, actually. <laughs> I always listen to the show. That is a good idea. Write that down. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here in the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Throw in a wild card with a listener's submission, which you can send to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com or submit directly through the Sick and Wrong forum. I believe you started last week for episode 165, so let me kick off 166 with my story. And uh, oh, do I have one hell of a story. This is probably one of the best stories I think I've done in months. I was actually, wow. I read this and I was I like... I can feel the excitement. You know, I, I read this and it's, it's crackling not often... in the air. You know, at this point, I consider myself even more jaded than I was like when I begun the show. Not only jaded, I'm, I'm pretty jaded, but then I'll see stories and I'll be like, that's a great story, but we've done five other stories like that. Yeah. And like, For example, there was a, ru- a story of some Russian woman, two drunken Russian women, and one ate the other one. Exactly. just like... That's incredible, but I can't do that because we've just done it too many times. But I mean, if it was Sick and Wrong episode five, yeah, I would have oh, been man, like, oh I my God, it's so exciting. Proportion, yeah. But at Sick and Wrong episode 166, it's like, okay, dude, another cannibal story. Mm-hmm. hoo, you know, it's like, yeah. great, I'm really excited. But this story, you know, if, 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 an, if a story that we've done a million times has a twist, yeah. I'm willing to do it. I'm getting, that, I'm that was getting the excited. There's no twist with this. So this is a story that doesn't even need a twist. It's so wholly original. It's amazing. We had like three listeners send it in. And I'm sorry, people. I found it first. I've been saving it for about a week. So yeah, I'm doing it this week. So this story occurred in uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, which I'm not even quite sure where that is. I know it's on the East Coast. Pittsfield. Pittsfield, I think Massachusetts. Uh, that's, Small yeah, town. That's central western Massachusetts. I've been there a million times. But, you know, you, you went to school in uh, I've Amherst, been to Pittsfield right? a million times. There's a lot of, like, small industrial businesses there. But there's also... It's the fucking pits, okay? I'm but, serious. But there's also, uh, you know, quite an assortment of lesbians, right? Uh, that's quite possible. A lot of, a lot of gays and lesbians flock to Massachusetts and New England in general because they find it quaint. 
Okay, so but I mean, it, and it, Northampton is just right near Pittsfield, and Northampton, as far as I know. Uh, is the lesbian capital of the United States. Okay, so th- there's a lot of lesbians that live in this uh, Massachusetts load, yeah. area. Okay, so my story uh, contain is it basically is about a really violent lesbian and her wife. I didn't even know that lesbians or gays were allowed to marry in Massachusetts, but apparently they yeah, are. Yeah, recently. Recently, okay. Yeah. So, Vermont uh, also. The, all of New England's converting to that uh, method. God, there's so, much, there's so much further ahead than we are. We're yeah. in California, the most liberal state. Yeah. And look, gays can't even marry here. Yeah. Bullshit. A woman who allegedly intended to artificially inseminate her wife with her brother's semen has been charged with domestic assault and battery. (laughs) Isn't isn't that original? Um, Stephanie K. Lighton, 26 years old, was released on personal recognizance after denying the allegations. Uh, Jennifer Lighton, 33, told police that Stephanie, her wife, was quote-unquote all liquored up when she returned to their apartment, (laughs) where the defendant then allegedly tried to use a syringe to inseminate her. Jennifer told investigating officers that Stephanie has been talking about trying to impregnate her for quite some time. See, that's weird in a lesbian relationship, because in a hetero relationship, in a gay relationship, it's just an argument about adoption, right? Yeah. In In a hetero relationship, like one person wants kids, and it's like, come on, get pregnant. And if it's the dude, and if it's the chick who doesn't want to have kids, it's like especially unfair because the guy's like, come on, get pregnant. You'll yeah, just but, be huge but, uh, and your fucking feet will swell up and you'll be fucking vomiting every day for nine months. But come on, it'll be great. Yeah, but what's, we'll have such a good time. What's more common is we're just like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. Oh, fuck. You're oh, pregnant. fuck. Do you, do you like roller skating? <laughs> Jack Daniels? Might have some fun tonight. No, but, but seriously, but I mean, the, I but with a lesbian couple, like this one, one of the women, and I assume she's the more butch one, is like, <laughs> "Come on, get pregnant," and the other one would just be like, "Fuck you, you get fucking pregnant." Well, you know I, what? I, what I keep thinking about is like, do you think a lot of angry drunk lesbians do this? Like, threaten their partner with um, pregnancy? I mean, do you think she like you know she's she sounds to me like an abusive alcoholic father, like coming home being like. I've always hated you, you piece of shit. You're going to get pregnant tonight. I think there's a ton of abusive lesbian relationships, yes. And I mean... Because I think probably more so than gay relationships. Because gay guys are sort of feminine. Well, that's that's a total generalization. But, okay, let's say the averages maybe tend to that direction. But, like, I think there are a lot of lesbians who go, like, too far with the butchness and, like... I'm going to be a fucking foul-mouthed bitch, and I'm going to smack my woman around because I'm so masculine, and I'm not well, afraid of nothing. What makes her even more, But I about, guess, you know, threatening her with forced with pregnancy. With forced that's, pregnancy. That's I, something that doesn't happen so it's often. It's kind of above and beyond. Well, Jennifer here said that Stephanie, her, her wife, um, was drunk, and she had a turkey baser that was filled with her brother's semen. Wait, didn't you say a syringe before? <laughs> Uh, apparently, it was actually a large syringe with a catheter tip, but she described it to the police as a turkey baster. There's syringes that are as large as turkey basters. Could you just imagine her waving that, you know, menacingly <laughs> and being like, "I'm going to impregnate you, bitch!" Spooge her brother's semen dripping out of it. Uh, how did she get her brother's semen? You know, I, I go on a little later. Oh, I'll, I'll explain I explain that thunder. to you, which which is kind of uh, interesting in itself. So uh, apparently um, uh, Jennifer told Stephanie many, on many occasions that she did not want to get pregnant. But apparently when, uh, when Stephanie was drunk, she didn't heed. 
this message. <laughs> That's allegedly when uh, Stephanie threw Jennifer on the couch, grabbed her clothes, pulled her pants down, and threatened to impregnate her. Which, you know, which is funny, because reading this, it's like, wow, dude, that sounds like a scene from a really hot porn. <laughs> no, don't you think, dude? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of chubbing up thinking about it, but then... Uh, you've never been to Northampton and seen the lesbians. Talk. Exactly. I'm picturing this, like, you know... 195 pound woman with like a buzz cut and like a Taz tattoo uh, wearing a like a Jack Daniels tank top. Don't forget the policeman's love handle. Do mm-hmm. people still know what that is? I don't know. Well, what's the policeman's love handle? <laughs> it was popular amongst, uh, you know, kids. Maybe when we were growing up, I certainly never had one, but uh, maybe when we were in elementary school, but it's like the rat tail. Oh, still <laughs> to this day tail. very popular amongst the New England lesbians, <laughs> and maybe it's braided. You know, I picture I, I you know I picture her having just a so rat it's like tail. maybe people don't even still understand. It's a little strip of long hair, maybe like a half an inch wide that comes right out of the base of your neck. I mean, it's it's like it would be a mullet if it was the, your whole back of your hair. But Didn't it's not George a Lucas try and make this cool with the new newer trilogy, it, which Star is the Wars. prequel of Star Wars? I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Like it was the the young Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah, the Padawans or whatever had this little rat tail thing. I mean, do you think George Lucas is like, you know, I want to appeal to the lesbian demographic, and once they see that, they're going to maybe think that maybe he looks like a chick? I don't think George Lucas knows what the fuck he's doing, to tell you the truth. (laughs) So uh, apparently she threw Jennifer on the couch, threatened to impregnate her, pulled her pants down. Jennifer broke free, ran to the bathroom, locked the door. Stephanie then broke the bathroom door down. See, she's not some lesbian. She looks like the Hulk. Exactly, dude. She's using her lezo powers here. Snap into a Slim Jim. (laughs) Slap into your vagina. (laughs) With this fucking semen spooge syringe. Dude, I mean, this is like just becoming nightmarish at this point. She's yeah. like Leatherface. Here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hurt her wrist uh, smashing the door down. Uh, when when uh, Stephanie went to retrieve an ice pack from the freezer, Jennifer bolted from the apartment, got into the uh, couple's sport utility vehicle, yeah. and began yeah, driving I gonna, away. I was going to say Subaru Forester, but yeah, <laughs> SUV. As she pulled away from the scene, Stephanie ran out, ran out after her, still holding the turkey baster, Jumped on the side of the vehicle, swung the door open, and made her stop. Dude, she's the lesbinator. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene from Terminator 2. Yeah. Just chasing down the car. John a- Waters needs to make this into a movie. Lesbinator. Or at least make it a scene in one of his movies. Exactly. Uh, or, or maybe even Michael Bay should kind of move into this, like, uh, the, the homosexual film <laughs> you category. You're on a huge Michael Bay <laughs> kick this week. I don't know what's there, there going on. There have been some explosions. A witness at the scene claimed Stephanie was hanging on the SUV door handle, trying to get into the car. <laughs> was she, she near- being dragged down the road? <laughs> she, she nearly caused an accident. Well, it amazes me that she never dropped the baser full of semen. You know, it's the- like... There's one rule of Fight Club, never drop the baster. <laughs> Lesbian Fight Club, <laughs> never drop the baster. So after the police came, they were called and uh, they arrested the, 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 the lesbian here. Uh, they also confiscated the uh, turkey baster containing the semen. Um, they said that there was some aluminum foil in the house, which was originally used to hold the semen. That belonged originally from uh, that came from Nicholas Lighton, Stephanie's brother, who yeah. was the donor. Did they CSI that shit? And get the <laughs> fucking genetic code out of it? Well, you know, I was wondering about this. How do you like? How do you phrase this question? Like, how do you go about asking your brother? Can I have some of your semen to forcibly impregnate my lesbian wife? Why, yes. Let me just go to the pantry here. <laughs> Open up my jars. <laughs> I mean, uh, how much like? 
How much? How many times? How many jack offs worth of spooge is this? Because I'm imagining I mean, like at least a couple of, I don't know, twenty cc's. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a turkey baster. How? I mean, if you think about it, I probably wouldn't even have to ask my brother. <laughs> hey, dude, can you fill this up? <laughs> I already got a full one right here. Just take mine. There you go. But uh, no, I mean, it's just it's kind of weird. It's just it's just weird that like she go to her brother who's probably drunk at the time. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you guys want to... I wonder if she kind of went to him, though, you know, in a benign sort of way. It was just like, oh, we were thinking of building a family. We'd really love to have your semen. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that she forcibly tried to penetrate her wife with the uh, baster. Well, yeah, normally if you're looking for a semen donor, you go to a sperm bank or maybe ask your brother to go to the sperm bank and they do... You're not just like, all right, <laughs> shoot it in this <laughs> shoot it in this tin foil. Does I mean does sperm remain effective at room temperature, or did she have to freeze this stuff? I, you know, I don't or? know if she froze it or if she has like a special turkey I've, I've baster got a lot sheath of ex- or I've something. I've got a lot of experience with semen, my own. <laughs> don't even go there. But I really don't Dude, know. That's so going to be quoted. I don't in the know song. much about it. I mean, it just goes down the toilet in a tissue. Well, I imagine any bodily secretion doesn't last too long uh-huh. in the open air. Mm-hmm. So, so on the sick and wrong star scale, this woman is almost forcibly artificially inseminated with a turkey yeah. baster by her lesbian wife. Yeah. I I don't imagine this happening all that often. And I probably would give it four stars if she didn't smash the door down and then chase after her holding the baster and jumping on the car. For that, I'm giving it 4.5. Yeah. She did she wasn't artificially inseminated. No, she 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 So sur- I can't give yeah. it a 5, but I do give it some credit for you know, people Massachusetts isn't all Ally McBeal and what are all those other Boston shows? Boston Legal, which is a spinoff of Ally McBeal. Yeah, I mean it. Western Massachusetts can be pretty redneck, and I'm just imagining these are uh, these aren't like the L word type lesbians, like sophisticated. No, seriously, urban Ellen, lesbians. These Ellen are, DeGeneres can't even go to the bathroom there. No, no, no. I mean, imagine what would happen to these her. These are like redneck Dukes of Hazard style. Uh, lesbians, and I'm imagining her being hanging on the car, being dragged down the road with the turkey baster. <laughs> like, get over here! I'm gonna shove this right up your twat! And, uh, you know, like, the music from Deliverance is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. So, or the Dukes of Hazard music, and so I'm gonna give it a 4.5 also. All right. Well, it's we'll, good enough, and it's pretty damn good. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Well, what do you have here for 166? <laughs> I have another pregnancy story, and it's from Germany, which is close to Austria. (laughs) So it ties in so so well. Uh, A a couple weeks ago, well, almost a month ago, but it's just coming to light now, so I'm still going to tell it. In Berlin, Deutschland, which is what they call Germany. In Germany, <laughs> why do we call that. it Germany? I, you know, I don't know why we call it Germany. Neither do I. I Germans I know. live there. It's a good enough reason for me. A pregnant woman uh, was rushed to the hospital to give birth, um, but the the doctors were shocked, as was the staff, when it was revealed that. But I don't want to give it up right away. So let me get into the details. Okay, of so it. they were shocked by this, by this sudden birth. Okay, by something with this woman's birth, and I'm going to try and. What did Joseph wait to Fritzl the come out of her vagina? <laughs> Joseph Fritzl's in Austria. Alf, and he's in jail. Oh, <laughs> 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 Willie! <laughs> huh. 
Administrators have refused to identify her due to con- confidentiality rules. Uh, but she does have a history of mental illness that's known. And uh, according to medical records uh, that have, are, have been obtained from people close to the situation, basically leaks. <laughs> people are leaking shit at the hospital. Uh, obviously, they always are. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're yeah, in the there's hospital. There's always they're at least leaking a couple leaks. Colostomy juices. and No, but these are information leaks. Um, not only has she been detained in the past for public disturbances, this unnamed woman, but she's been on significant doses of antidepressants. Who isn't? But antipsychotic medications. Now, who would knock up this lady? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like you, you hear that she's on like medicine for schizophrenia. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna wear five condoms. I know a lot of people are on antidepressants of some form. Yeah, or that the doesn't other. bother but me. But do you it's know like, anybody knowingly that's on antipsychotic or something? Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know anyone that has, is <laughs> on Thorazine. And it's like, seriously, that would be a deal breaker. If I meet a chick and we go out for a drink and she's like, I'm on Thorazine, I'm out. Which is not to say, because there's some people who are, who are anti-antidepressant, like Tom Cruise and the Scientologist. Yeah. So when I say that, like, that would be weird, I'm not saying I'm anti-antipsychotics. Like, no, no, you stay on your antipsychotic <laughs> meds. I just don't know if I want to hang around you a lot. Exactly. Um, so, listen, you. I'm just going to get to it, people. Uh, it was revealed that she uh, had passed off as a fetus... What she had passed off as a fetus for months was, in fact, a large block of cheese. How, <laughs> how, the, how the hell does that happen? It doesn't I, really I don't say, understand. Maybe we can suss it out. And, uh, okay. was, she, was she in late? I mean, did, did she pretend to be pregnant? Did she like have like a you know maternity clothing where people fooled? I, I, don't, I don't How do you well, do that? Well, I mean, people all the time fake pregnancies because they're fat. Or they hide pregnancies by saying that they're fat. So I don't think the physicality of fooling people into thinking you're pregnant is very hard. I mean, some women get enormous when they're pregnant, even if you're not the octomom. You I, just I, have I guess a single that, yeah. child. <laughs> and some women don't show very much at all. So you're saying this woman, this crazy lady here, was just fat? Um, and people fat or wore baggy clothes and sort of just you know she kept the ruse up pretty well. And I want to point out, I'm talking about actual like. Grocery store cheese here. This isn't some like yeasty cheese development that just grew in her body, you know? So, but are you talking about like craft slices of cheese? Are you talking no, about like a block a large of cheese? Block. And actually, it's multiple large blocks. Um, one attending doctor speaking on the condition that they remain anonymous. These these doctors are really nervous about like outing this woman. It's yeah, strange. Does this ruin a career or something? I guess over there in, in he Deutschland. delivered a block of cheese. Yeah, it's. He says that it's not, or he or she, once again, I don't know. It's not uncommon for some individuals to fake medical conditions in order to gain attention and financial support. I believe that's called Munchausen. Munchausen syndrome. Is, well, I think or Munchausen, Munchausen by, proxy by proxy is when you do it to your kid. Because yeah. uh, then you're like the, gr- the grieving mother and you get attention there too. Although he says using cheese to fake a pregnancy, however, seems to be unprecedented <laughs> even among the mentally ill. Which you'd have to be. So what, um, how did the doctors find this out? I mean, how would, would they like she did, I mean, did she go into labor? Did she go to the hospital? Uh, the woman was heard complaining loudly of severe pains outside of an apartment building. I assume it's her apartment building. And I assume it went something like this. <clears throat> my impression <laughs> preparation. Achtung! My pussy is having zigzag contractions. <laughs> Neighbors, assuming that she was in labor, she must be a single woman, you know. So her neighbors are trying to take care of her. 
she they assumed she was in labor. Uh, they took her to an emergency room where doctors uncovered. They didn't really uncover it. They went up in her pussy and found it. Uh, they went up in her pussy and found a sodden and moldy mass of what they later determined to be several bricks of cheddar cheese oh, Jesus, dude. bound together with twine. I, so I, she'd like made this cheese mass. She couldn't find a wheel big a enough. A brick of cheddar is a lot of fucking cheese. When the, didn't I say five pounds? How did she get that in her vi- I, I, in her I, I don't know. Like... I mean, do you, do you have to the whole use... thing with a baby is the small penis goes in, meaning a normal size penis, but small relative to the size, and then the baby it's a grows, mass coming out, yeah, and then it like you know rips the woman's vagina apart on the way out. But to get the cheese in there, that's five pounds or whatever, three bricks. I mean, that's that's a pretty large mass of cheese. Several bricks, dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's several four. bricks of cheese. That's four at least. Several bound together. With... Dude, could, could you imagine how this must have smelled? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because it didn't... Nobody mentioned smelling it before they went in and, and grabbed the thing. I no, think but it, I mean, it's because your vagina... Your... Like, dude, your vagina is like a door. It, it closes. My it vagina? Seals. No, but, okay, I'm <laughs> saying... Vagi- one's, one, vagina. one's vagina. A woman's vagina is like a door. It's like a vacuum seal. It's sealed in. As soon as, as, soon as she spreads the legs, the vagina opens, emitting any kind of vaporous odor that would be inside. So I imagine the doctors... <laughs> Maybe the women that you did... <laughs> The it's a magical velvet door <laughs> with the woman that I date, and it smells like unicorns and meadows. Like a unicorn fart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Like a unicorn <laughs> cotton candy fart. That's what it smells like. I, I, I picture this woman to have this rancid cheese like fungus growing out of her pussy. No. I don't, dude, I, I bet you there's whores in the tenderloin in the same condition. Probably. It gives a new meaning to the word cheese. <laughs> but I don't know if it smelled because the, the inside of your body has its own bacteria that break down smelly bacteria. Dude, it's moldy. Right, but it's, mold doesn't equal a bad sense. Okay, how about this? Let's, let's do a little experiment here. I'll hide a block of cheese in your Up house. Up your anus? No, <laughs> no I'm going to go hide one in your house somewhere. And then I'll report back. Maybe two months later, I'll come over and see if it smells. Right, but... As per usual, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're saying the body the is inside bacteria. of your body has 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 enzymes that are designed to deal with like the bad types of of uh, organisms that cause bad sm- smells. Okay, dude, where do farts come from? <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> I, that's too, yeah. You've reached the limit of my understanding and willingness to. I'm just willing to wager. The Socratic method has broken me down. <laughs> There's some horrified faces when she spread her legs and cheese whiz came out. You don't think anybody busted some crackers out? That's what you're saying. <laughs> and what's with the cheddar cheese? I mean, cheddar is from England. Couldn't you find a German cheese? Like Limburger or something? Or yeah. blue that cheese? I mean, that stuff smells. That would have smelled. Even when you're yeah, about to eat smelled. it. Uh, just to close this out, um, you know, why would she do this, right? Well, she'd registered at several stores for upcoming baby shower, you know, and bed, uh, showered with gifts. People were helping her pay her rent and buying her baby clothes, which I don't really know what that helps. Yeah. What, what, um, what size baby clothes do you buy for five bricks of cheese? <laughs> Wheel shaped. <laughs> um, all of her neighbors believed her to be pregnant, so... She they must really have been uh, rather pulled shocked. one over on him. Um, she's now been detained pending further psychiatric evaluation. But everybody knew she was crazy already, so I'm sure she's going to be back out on the street soon. And you know, the thing is with this article, at least it was cheese and not like a 
you know, like a rabbit or something. Like, could you imagine? Yeah. Like, I, I'm surprised she didn't shove a rabbit in there. That could be problematic as it started to break down. Yeah, or decompose. I mean, it's 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 not surprising. You know, I'm, I I wouldn't put it past her. There's actually back in like the 1600s. You know, the Dark Ages didn't um, women would shove. Did, did we do this? What, are you saying women would shove cheese in their vaginas? No, rabbits and shit. And then they would have, like, fake the birth of the rabbit, and then they'd be some, like, oddity. I, I, I think and this then is some king. kind of wet dream of yours <laughs> that I've they, never heard. No, and, and then they'd, like, get an audience with the king because they were this medical oddity, and that, like, came, you know, sort of pulled you out of your peasant lifestyle. I'll find it on the internet. Uh, you know, I, I think... Well, if we haven't talked about it, that should be an intro, because this was a common thing of women shoving, like small dead animals up their vagina maybe in the wackerly household but i've never heard of this the 1500s okay <laughs> your ancestors I, I don't know dude jews, yeah. jews don't wa- do that the, jews don't do that the, the wackerly <laughs> province of fucking east buttsfuckia so on the sick and wrong star scale the woman carried i, I don't know i imagine it's to term you know five bricks of whatever cheese inside of her vagina it's disgusting I, I could just imagine the doctor's faces. You know, I'm going to give that just because I can picture the moldy cheese inside of her womb. Yeah. Five stars. The cheese stands alone. <laughs> Who moved my cheese? And you know, I wonder if she gave birth to that dude from the Mighty Boosh in season one. You remember that guy? He was like the original owner of the zoo. Cheese is a tasty meat. I milk it from my teeth. You know that guy. Like, a tasty, uh, tasty treat. <laughs> Howard Moon's uh, mentor. Mentor, yeah, yeah. They had to find him in the jungle exhibit. I imagine he just kind of slipped out of her vagina singing that song. Played by Rich Rich Fulcher. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it was him. I don't know. (laughs) I gave it five stars. Five stars. She carried fucking five pounds of cheese in her vagina. You know, if she only had it for like a month, I would have given it like two stars. Several months. Yeah, the fact that she went through labor, was in the hospital, and they actually delivered. You know, cheese wrapped in twine. I mean, it's five stars. I mean, really, this is like the best jackass prank ever. <laughs> it should be in the next movie. Actually, you know, they should see <laughs> if they can find a woman who's willing to do this. You wouldn't even have to carry it for a long time. You just just shove it in uh, where like, I mean, I guess your stomach would be distended anyways, but maybe wear like a pillow and go into the hospital and be like, I'm from out of town and I'm on vacation and I'm going into labor. And then, like, squeeze this fucking cheese out. It'd be awesome. <laughs> and then Johnny Knoxville or Steve-O would eat it. Yeah, Guaranteed. Exactly. Be the best uh, jackass prank ever. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Finally here, the listener submission for episode 166 comes, comes from L.A. Wayman. I don't know who that is. It, it sounds like a pseudonym, doesn't it? Yeah. L. How do you Wayman. spell Wayman? W-A-Y-M-A-N? Yeah, Wayman. L.A. Wayman. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's Laurel R.B. Wayman. Like, you know, from Arby's. From the Arby's empire? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I love know. Arby's. There's none around here. <laughs> he, uh, Laurel here writes in, hey, guys, your podcast kicks ass. Here's my submission. Fight over beer led Fort Lauderdale man to slay his girlfriend. You know, Wackley, upon first reading of this article, I was like, God, this could almost be you. But then I thought, I don't know. I mean, maybe if it was Jim Beam. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, a man said he killed his girlfriend in an argument over beer. Now, was this a spring break incident? Because Fort Lauderdale is a big spring break destination. Or does he actually live in Fort Lauderdale? 
You know, I think he actually lives in a box in an alley in Fort Lauderdale because he's 41 years old oh. and uh, he's homeless. <laughs> People, this is why you don't get too fucked up on spring break because you might just get stuck there for life and well, be homeless. Well, this is why you realize you acknowledge spring break for what it is. It's a week-long time of binge drinking and uh, uh, promiscuity. And then you return to college. Yes, you have to break away. You got to return point. to college. Spring break doesn't go on forever. If it does, you're going to end up killing your girlfriend because she took away your beer. Uh-huh. That's what's going to happen. I, I do, um, the, the guy, um, I, apparently he killed his girlfriend in an argument over beer, and then he tried to have sex with her corpse. And when you say, once again, when you say argument over beer, she was trying to limit his intake in some way by drinking it herself or just saying, you've had you enough. You can't have any, yeah. It wasn't like, Foster's is the greatest beer ever. <laughs> no, I like, what's the other Australian one? This is Fort Lauderdale. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not Sydney. Are you saying that Foster's isn't the greatest beer ever in no, other I'm parts saying, of, the con- of the world? I'm just saying in Sydney, Australia, I imagine there's a lot of like domestic assaults that started, originated from, you know, Foster's is my favorite beer. We're only going to have Foster's in this house, mate. And she's like, no, Victoria bitter. And right. it's, you know, back and forth, yeah. that kind of thing. I do love how he confused, uh, or he confessed right right up front to having sex with a corpse as well. It's like, you know, I, um, you know, I uh, killed my girlfriend in an argument over beer, and then I tried to have sex with her corpse. Just wanted you guys to know that. Yeah, if you're homeless though, prison doesn't look that bad. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> so I mean, you confessed, confessed all kinds of shit. Could you imagine being his court-appointed attorney? You'd be like, "What, what are you doing? Why, why would you tell them the, the sex of the corpse part?" You just I'd, shut your briefcase and be like, "I'm going home early day. <laughs> See you later." Guilty, all counts. Yeah, I'm on salary, not hourly. So bye. Robert Condy here, 41 years old, was arrested and charged with one count of first-degree murder in the death of Ruth Ann Trueblood. Hmm. I imagine she was a Native American. According to the arrest report, Condi told police he and True Blood were drinking together outdoors. That means in an alley. Al fresco. (laughs) (laughs) When she told him he couldn't have any more beer. So she tried to cut him off. He said he told police he got upset and he beat her up, saying she was on her back defenseless as he punched her several times in the face until he knew she was dead. Wow. Murder by punching. By punching in the face. But I mean, dude, it's it's my crazy star, homeless my person. St- my brown stars are being increased as we speak. <laughs> but, you know, keep it going here. Because Condi then took off her pants and unsuccessfully tried to have sex with her. Uh, the, um, he then covered her up and he lay next to her. Apparently, I don't know if there's... Cuddle a, time. Yeah. <laughs> Snuggle time. I, what, what I don't understand, and I think this happens every now and then, it's like, why are you unsuccessfully... Trying to have sex with a corpse. I mean, there, there's no resistance. She's not going to say, I'm not in the mood, baby. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, she's dead. She's lying there. I mean, what do you just like suddenly realize, dude, I have my dick in a cold, wet, homeless person's <laughs> vagina. I think when you're homeless, you don't think of other people <laughs> as homeless. It's just another person. Okay, but I mean, do you finally realize like she's dead and I have my dick and it's, uh, my boner's gone? Well, I mean, have you ever tried to push? Have you ever tried to push on a string? <laughs> <laughs> you drink a lot, so I, you probably have as of I. So you're saying he had whiskey dick, or that, or you know, uh, we're used to women and girlfriends and. Uh, one night stands with you know careers or trust funds or they're in college and mommy and daddy give them money and they generally keep themselves trimmed 
and you can kind yeah. of find where you're going down there. But you know, this homeless Native American drunk who's living in a box with Condi <laughs> probably has quite a big beaver. <laughs> I imagine it was a jungle down there. Well, and if she's alive, she can sort of guide you into the you know the the sp- <laughs> the, the portal. So what are you saying? What <laughs> are you la- saying? The like landing dock. So what are you saying? Bay? Like, she doesn't even have to stick cheese up there. It's already there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm saying it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like trying to, let's say that there was a shrub go- growing on top of a, of a golf course hole and you're like trying to putt for the hole, but you can't see it because there's a shrub growing on top of it. Are you talking about a shrub or like a, you know, weeping willow tree? I imagine she probably hasn't <laughs> shaved in like fucking a year, five years. Or never. Or never. Yeah, or never. <laughs> We're just okay. talking about, you know, so at some point, women, the, the only way it's even, the only way it's even kept in check at all is just through attrition and natural fallout, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, I, I imagine, too, it's like he's drunk enough. It's like eventually, as soon as he, you know, can't find the hole after like 10 minutes of prodding, yeah. he's probably going to lose the boner. Yeah, then you're just like, fuck this. So he covered her up, lay next to her. When police arrived at the scene at 8.30 in the morning, they found Condi just kind of lurking near the crime scene. So he didn't just flee and leave her dead body there. He just kind of hung out. Mm-hmm. He told police initially that he didn't know her, but then uh, he just turned around and said, okay, all right, I did it. I killed her. And that was it. <laughs> I do admire, I admire a homeless drunk. A good old-fashioned What homeless people aren't drunk? Well, no, most of them have moved up the... The ladder to crack and heroin. Yeah, I guess nowadays, that's that's a good right? point. So just a you know a wino bureau, punch my girlfriend till she's fucking dead <laughs> in the face, and then try and fuck her. I got a lot of respect for this guy, you know, Condi. That's what I'm giving. Why is this... he named Condi? You know, no Robert like, Condi, but his last oh, name's okay. Condi. I mean, I'm gonna give this four stars just because. I mean, he gave it a go. I mean, he like you know he tried to have sex with her. It, it, it didn't work out completely, but I mean. You know, I'm, it's if he didn't have sex or he just beat her, I probably wouldn't have even done this story. But the fact that he tried to have sex with their corpse, you got to hand it to him. He tried. Punching your girlfriend in the face till she's dead. It's homeless for roofie. <laughs> That's a roofie. Homeless pressing roofie. Four stars from me. Really, I'm giving it 4.75 for Damn, all the dude. reasons I've already said. Homeless drunk, you know, there was another reason there, but <laughs> something else. and well, Yeah. We'll we'll see what the Pun- list. Punching in the punching somebody to death in the head is pretty good. Yeah, but I imagine it's not that hard sick. when you're when you're intoxicated. But it's definitely really sick. I mean, was like her face really caved in, or or just with massive concussion? Or what are I we talking? She was caved in before. Fractured she skull. Was homeless. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode one sixty six. Ring ring ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's uh, a 206-666-3846. Call the Sick and Wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Well, actually, we got to get the hell out of here and uh, finish this show up. 
Um, as usual, we tend to get to uh, phone calls the second wrong hotline. People call the hotline, 206-666-3846. Skype us or send us an email at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. And then we received a number of choice phone calls. So, uh, yeah, let's get to call number one. Hey, Sick and Wrong Podcast. It's Marina. Um, and it's a little late and probably not as entertaining as some of the ones you've heard, but I wanted to call in and tell you my dead body stories. Um, I saw one guy on the freeway. He'd been riding a motorcycle and crashed into, like, a, a Mustang or something, and he was dead, but he didn't look bad. Um, the cops... <laughs> Look bad. Like, you could tell that he had like James Dean's dead body. <laughs> <laughs> he was still kind of cute. I mean, he was dead and like decapitated, but still, he had a nice butt. He had died like somewhere in the freeway, and the like carpool lane and the fast lane were cordoned off. But um, the cops had just dragged him into the carpool lane and like set his corpse up against the median. So <laughs> like in a seated position. Rested. Wait, wait, well, why would they do that? Like, well, it sounds like they're so making cars, a scarecrow. So other cars don't run him over and tear his body to shreds. Yeah, but, so what, but I mean... You know I, Trucker Paul would aim for it. <laughs> but I <laughs> thought... <laughs> Lick my balls, you dead motorcyclist. <laughs> I thought that uh, when when you have a dead body or you have a body that was involved in an accident, you don't move the corpse, like you leave it. Just in case. Well, if it's an apparent homicide, but usually when people die on the highway, it's pretty clear what happened so right? you prop him up against the median like did he oh, give, did he give him a one finger salute or I if mean, you think the guy might still be alive you definitely don't want to move him because you could like aggravate a spinal injury yeah that's what, that's what I'm saying I'm surprised they would have taken the liberty to move the corpse well but I think it's probably like the suicide across the street like at some point a body is clearly dead and you just fuck it you know? yeah exactly you gotta keep especially but if it's I, rush I love- hour traffic like people gotta get to work Chop chop! <laughs> I do love though when I you're you're you know you're in traffic. You've been in traffic for half an hour. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? There better be a fucking accident up there because if this is a construction thing, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh oh, you- there is worse than a construction thing. There's like, oh, this huge traffic jam that I've been stuck in for 45 minutes. It's because there's a McDonald's cup in the lane and everybody's slowing down to yeah. fucking ver- you know veer around it. Ah, uh, dude, there's nothing worse than that, especially on the Bay Bridges. Like people, if you have to, if you have to commute over bridges, but <laughs> people it's, who live in rural areas just don't get the aggravation. But it's with morbidly traffic. gratifying when you finally get up there and be like, okay, there's a dead guy. All right, <laughs> that was worth the two hour wait. Even if there's to not see a, a corpse, even if there's not a body, but just a completely mangled car is always nice. To yeah, because upside you, well, down, you knew, like, like something, ha- something happened. Yeah, yeah. Resting there, but his like arms were all fucking messed up, and he was like a weird gray color. <laughs> and the fact that all the medical people at the scene were paying absolutely no attention to this dude. He's dead. Um, was a pretty good indication that he was. Dead. Yeah, I'm unclear what you think looks good. The part about that was that, um, like, more people than I could count were cutting into my lane, which was the lane next to the carpool lane, just so they could see this guy. For sure. Um, like, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you do the same thing? No, but tons of people don't. I, who doesn't like the rubberneck? No, but like you oh, got a rubberneck. It's what about part of being sui- a motorist. What about the suicide across the street? I've, I've talked to tons of people since we did that show that were like, I wouldn't want to see that. I, I wouldn't have gone down there. And with me, it's like this like primal, visceral thing. Like I can't not 
go and look at it, especially in the car when you're like, yeah, dude, a wreck. like I've almost caused a lot of wrecks to rubbernecking looking at other exactly. Wrecks. It's like I can't look away. You gotta see that. I mean, you do it for the story. There's something primal about it. That's not even for the story. It's just like I must see that. I it's must in, see it's it. instinctual. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. Like making, and it was raining too, and it was like really dangerous. They were just cutting me off left and right, trying to get in front of me so that they could see this dead guy um, that was next to me. Um, on the freeway. And then the second dead guy I saw was actually kind of funny because we're driving to Ralph's, me and my boyfriend, Ralph's and there are these just ratty-ass shoes with, like, legs. I assume she doesn't have some friend named Ralph. <laughs> we were going over to Ralph's, and uh, we were going to smoke some pot and watch The Big Lebowski. <laughs> no, Ra- I I'm assuming Ralph's the grocery, a grocery store. store right? I didn't know they had them in Connecticut, but apparently they do legs like sticking out of the bushes and I started laughing because I thought it was like a drunk you know some drunk Mexican it was Saturday morning <laughs> early. did you say so, drunk, you know, Mexican? drunk Mexican yes drunk Mexican it was a Saturday night that's when the drunk Mexicans pass out in the bushes according to Marina yes <laughs> where does she live in Tijuana? Connecticut <laughs> and she's Filipino so oh is she I think part maybe I don't know Maybe in your my dreams. Like, fell the hell out in the median and was taking a nap or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> when we tried to come back to I'm our so apartment sleepy. I've slept in the bushes before, so I'm not one to talk. Yeah, but I think it's just funny. What do Mexicans usually sleep in the bushes in the medium because they're like, you know, uh, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I want to take a nap. <laughs> I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad she didn't say. Oh, I just thought it was wackerly. <laughs> that some legs sticking out of the bushes in the median. I'm not to that level of notoriety yet. I've given it a few years. <laughs> Was he Mexican? <laughs> we never will know. Yeah, I mean, was he that like funny shade of gray like the other guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, only white people turn that funny shade of gray because they have no melanin. That, that does kind of crack me up. Thank you, thank you, Marina, for calling in that story. And people, uh, you know, there is no statute of limitations for calling in dead body sighting stories. If you've seen a dead body and you want to share it with Sick and Wrong, Call the hotline, 206-666-3846. Yeah, it was just a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, how about call number two? Yeah, speaking of Mexicans. Hey, sick and wrong, what's going on? Hey, it's you Cheech. You whack off early, you fucks. Always dissing on Mexicans, huh? <laughs> going to send one of those midget little Mexicans to go rape you in the bunghole in the tenderloin. <laughs> Maybe you should hook up with that uh, little midget, that uh, puppet... Pirate Express scene over in Berkeley. <laughs> Go have a little get together over there. All right, keep up the good job, homies. <laughs> Later. You know, I, I, I kind uh, we've of, pissed off the Mexican community, I believe. But then at the end, he seems to like the show. You know, I kind of like the fact that we've penetrated the cholo demographic. <laughs> Isn't that kind of comforting? It's it's well, it's, if they're happy, if they're unhappy. I'm a little frightened. Well, you know, listening to this guy's voice, it's like 
I'm a little frightened because I think he has tattooed eyelids. Yeah, you like know, a and crown of thorn tattoos or something. And yeah, we're gonna get beheaded, and our heads are gonna be found in a cooler, and he's gonna be like, "Who's laughing now?" It's like you know, I'm a little worried about that. But then after hearing, you know, "Good job, homie," I'm thinking we've actually kind of penetrated that cholo demographic, which so many podcasts strive to penetrate and just never do. Can we get invited over for like menudo on a Sunday morning? Uh, I don't know. Is, are you talking about the boy band? No, that was soup. popular in the eighties. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's, made, it's like very. You would never eat it. It's made of tripe and it's very spicy. It's supposed to be a classic hangover cure, and I'm always hungover on a Sunday morning. And uh, the Mexican families get together and they eat menudo. I, you know, I would just be happy just to like you know have a tecate with my Mexican brethren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, nice. we kid, right? We don't have a problem with Mexican people. Just... We don't have a problem with anyone. We kid everyone equally. Well, lately, du- lately. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started in Belgians. <laughs> Fuck. I don't even want to get wackily started on Belgians. But uh, thanks you for thank you for calling in. It's good to know that uh, the Mexicans are listening. Right, and uh, you know, I'd like more Mexicans to call in and give yeah. us some sick or wrong stories. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> I like Mexicans. I love Best Mexican. Taco Bell in the Bay Area. Where is it? Whose whose apartment is it near? Are you talking about the one on uh, Polk and? Uh... No, it's the one by my apartment, and it's manned by actual Mexicans. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. that's a damn good Taco Bell. Mexicans can make really good Mexican food. Yeah, that's why I like them. I mean, Taco Bell isn't even real Mexican food. So. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of their music, but the the food's great. <laughs> I like tequila. <laughs> well, let's move on to call number three before we get shot. <laughs> Actually, Mexicans don't shoot you. They put tires around your neck and light the tires on fire while you're tied to a stake. Even worse. Which is why I'm chattering my teeth right now. <laughs> All right, here, here's the here's the last one. Short, sweet, and to the point. That's a good yeah, call. Jumped in some bushes, drunk. You, it's snowing. You know what's funny about that call, though? Is we've all been there. I mean, I don't know about girls, because I don't know if girls tend to do that. Girls like girls get really drunk, and they puke, and they make out with some dude. Yeah, they blow some dude. Yeah, and then they blow some dude. They're like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I puked, and then I sucked this guy's dick in the, in the alley. But men but, hurt themselves. Yeah, men, or either that, or we get into fights. Like, I, I don't know how many times... I've been out drinking with P-Town. And P-Town reaches like this plateau, like this plateau of being drunk. Plateau? Yeah, this <laughs> plateau. level. This plateau. plateau. <laughs> this plateau. <laughs> he, he reaches this like drunken plateau. And uh, as soon as he gets to He's that so level. He's so big that he, he can drink massive amounts and his body will metabolize it where he's not going to get any drunker at some point. He also forgets that he hangs out with little people. Right. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a big guy. Us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not a, that big of a guy. And it's like you, you get some Godzilla like P-Town who gets really drunk. And, and the next thing you know, he's 
fighting with us. And you're drunk, so you're like, all right, I'm going to fight with Godzilla here. And yeah. then next thing you know, you get tossed into some garbage bins, some dumpsters. You're laughing the whole time because you can feel no pain at that point. You wake up in the morning and your back is cut up, the back <laughs> of your head. You got like these bruises all yeah, over your arm. the bruises are the worst. And you're like, what, what the hell happened to me? And I, then people see you with the bruises and you're like, I walked into a door. <laughs> Pat really loves me. <laughs> but I mean, think about Todd here in the bushes here. Todd thought it was really funny to jump in the bushes like some kind of wild, crazy, drunk guy. And next thing you know, the next day, his girlfriend's like, what the fuck happened to you last night? And he's yeah. like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's when you have these it's when you have these unexplainable injuries from the night before. And he can't even say, like, a bunch of dudes jumped me because she's then she's going to be like, I listened to the Sick and Wrong podcast <laughs> and you said you jumped into a bush because you're hanging out with, you like... fucking you know, retard. Exactly. Fucking and, and then that's what happens. You know, I don't fault you, Todd. It's happened to me so many times. It still happens to me, and I'm way older than you are. Yeah. But I'm just saying... By, like, uh, probably over a decade. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying... I feel retarded because it happens to me, so you're kind of retarded too. He said he's Tom Todd from Tennessee, but I think he's part of the Eau Claire crew, which doesn't include Trucker Paul, is latest I heard, but, but could I, include Trucker Paul, well, I although can, there's also a big age gap there. Yeah, I can say one thing, though. It's like people from Wisconsin know how to drink. Yes. They do. I've, I've, I've what known, else are you going to do there? I, I know a lot of people. It's like you get really drunk so you can fuck your fat girlfriend. <laughs> That's what happens in Wisconsin. Or fuck your friend's fat girlfriend. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> people go sick or wrong. It's all swinging over there. <laughs> we always love to hear from you. 206 666 3846. Wackerly, I want to get to a couple of these emails and we got to get the hell out of here. Uh, one of these emails came from Clubber. He says, All right, lads, I was asked an interesting question the other day. And as I know you like your thought experiments, I thought it might interest you. The question was, you have a beautiful 25-year-old woman, a bloke for Dee's brother. She's bent over, and you can fuck her. But every time you fuck her, she gets one year younger. Next to her is your best mate, your best buddy, with his ass out. <laughs> you as have to fuck one no matter what. How many times do you fuck the bird before swapping to your mate? I.e., at what age would you go to before you would bugger your best buddy? So every day you have to fuck something. And you so, start out in a room, and you're locked in this room, and you start out with your best friend and a woman who's 25, but every time you fuck her, she gets one year younger. So basically you got Megan Fox, bent over, butt naked, ready. Is she 25? She's probably 25. She's probably about 25. And then you got uh, on the other side, you know, your buddy, your best buddy. Your friend who's probably not in very good shape, has quite a hairy asshole. Doesn't even matter. It's your Doesn't buddy. Doesn't bathe very well. <laughs> and yeah, he's your best friend. So how many times would you fuck this chick even though she's going to get one year younger every time you fuck her? Hmm. That's this is a good thought experiment. It's a good thought experiment. It's a tough choice. I think the youngest I could go without uh completely losing wood and it depends on the girl and like how she develops is probably Is this going to come back to bite me in the ass? <laughs> I, I I think it is because is, you're is just the saying... catch a predator going to show up at my doorstep. <laughs> uh 15. 
So Six, just, I'm pushing 16, and I know it's like below okay, the wait, statutory age. Now, now are you age. saying you would fuck her 16 times? No, no, so no, she'd no, be no, 11. Until she's 16, so... So that's or, nine or times. 15, that's ten, only nine ten, times. Nine or ten times. So, okay, you'd fuck this girl nine times until she's 16, and then you'd fuck your buddy. You gotta fuck something, and I'm sorry, I'm not... Fuck, there has to be grass in the field, okay? Dude, wackily, I or think the, you're or like... In, these, in this day and age, the potential for grass on the field... Dude, you got to be a quarter homosexual because I would go down to at least 12 times. Well, that you got to be her... a fucking pedophile. <laughs> you do date, date young girls, so you're okay. not like improving if your If there's image grass in. in the ballpark, play ball. That's all I'm saying. It's like, you know, the girl, girls develop I mean, how much grass are we talking about? <laughs> like, like a hint of grass? Okay, what I'm wondering about, I think there's some inherent flaws in this thought experiment. Does The okay. girls have to, here, here's the thing. The girl has to be having her period. So wait, she, okay, she she has to be of age to have her period. They have their period at thirteen. Some do, some don't. Okay, some don't. But I mean, I'm not talking about she grows her hymen back, you know, with my penis inside of her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm stuck. not saying that. <laughs> I don't think she reverse ages as you're in the act. I'm but. just. What I'm saying is, I'd rather fuck a thirteen year old girl than my best buddy's asshole. All right, here's my twist. While I'm fucking my best friend's asshole, which is going to happen at some point, right? Because at some point, this chick's going to be an infant. You can't, go, you can't go more than 25 times. It's grass in the ballpark. Play ball. There's not grass in the ballpark when she's an embryo, a zygote. Okay? Right. Can't fuck a zygote. Yeah. But uh, so, so can I do this? Can this girl, however far that I've fuck slash reverse age her, sit on the dude's back facing me with her titties in my face and making out with me uh, as I'm fucking him in the ass? Because then I'm going to shorten my time span. Then I'm going to stop fucking her when she's like 18. See, I don't understand that at all. Because that's that's essentially... Because because here's here's what you're not understanding. And this is a clear misperception of the thought experiment. At some point, you're going to be fucking your friend in the ass. It's Eventually, inevitable. you're going to. So but what are you going like? I'm putting off as much time as possible. You're going like five possible. more days than me because you're going under 13 and I'm at 18. I mean, what's the difference? Five days of fucking the chick and then an eternity of fucking the dude? I mean, you're still in an eternity of fucking the dude. Me, I have a hot 18-year-old chick sitting on his back. I'm feeling her titties while I'm fucking the guy in the... You, probably. <laughs> that's right. In the ass. Uh... And you've got this, like, 11-year-old over here wanting, like, candy and My Little Ponies and, like, you know. All I got to say, Wackerly, is... And what did you get you out could of basically, Five more days of having sex with a woman. You could basically be buggering your cellmate with your Playboy open on top of his ass, is what you're saying to me. If I had to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going... Can she, can she give me a blowjob till I'm ready to, like, spew it out? And, and, then, then, you just and then I'll just be like, oh... Then- Simon is yeah, but you know cream pie. What I wonder, <laughs> <laughs> stick it in for like one pump. I wonder if she regenerates though. It's like so you fucked her. You After wait a couple a year, weeks or a year. Does she go back up to eighteen? Still, that's three hundred sixty-four days of fucking the guy's ass. All right, this is this is a hellish thought experiment. You know, we'll pose they it to are, the listening see, audience. That's the sign of a good thought experiment is it's hellish. But it made you think. It made you think. You know what? What I find interesting about this um, this thought experiment, he said he was asked an interesting question. Who asked him this? His dad. His well, he local was, vicar. He was, down, he was down at the pub. He was down at the pub. 
Now, I imagine in England there's a lot of like philosophizing going on there. And so down people, the pub, yeah. Yeah, down at the pub. Uh, Clover writes, I thought it was a hard one to judge and thought you might be interested, which we were. And check the attachment to see why Rodney King didn't leg it. One unlucky tit. I'll have to check that out. Keep up the good work. Mint Podcast, Clubber. Thank you, Clubber, for writing that in. What the? Wait, wait, wait. You're going <laughs> to... What was the attachment? You know, I didn't see it yet. I guess I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> you I'm, shouldn't even have read the teaser. I, I probably why, should Why didn't Rodney King run? Because <laughs> it's probably a picture of just his face and he was beat the fuck out of him. And he was beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, something like that. A second email here we got from uh, Laura. She says, hello there. I've been listening to your podcast up to episode 16 now. I'm a bit slow at finding good shows. My story. I had a boyfriend who had all these weird fetishes. The first few weeks we were going out, he started to reveal these to me. He told me he liked to insert cucumbers and mop handles into his anus. Why I didn't run a mile at that point, I don't know. I was young. Yeah, Once again, red flag, ladies. (laughs) He started out with small toys from his brother's toy box. (laughs) <laughs> he progressed to Legos, and then he started inserting cucumbers and the end of mop handles into his anus. This is, wasn't while they were dating. This is how he explained the build-up. His to the fetishes. I mean, you know what probably happened is he probably was like, here's one of my many strap-ons. I want you to put this on. And she's like, wow, yeah. I can't believe you're into this. He's like, oh, dude, usually I used to use a cucumber. <laughs> and then he's like, like, sit down and I will tell you a story about the history <laughs> of my anal play. Let me spin you a tale of my <laughs> anal pleasure. The lights go down. He pulls a pipe out. And, and that's when you it run, It was a ladies. great day on the sea when I <laughs> stuffed that Yar. octopus's tentacle in my butthole. That's when you run, ladies. Yeah. She says he and his brother shared a bed and all his wank tissues went under his little brother's pillow. Is this normal? I've asked many guys, but no, they revolt at the idea. He also used to make pillow vaginas by putting together all the pillows on the sofa. Then he put a sandwich bag in between them. He told me he did this in the two months of our neglectful relationship. He was 15 at the time. I was 16. Never date younger guys. Oh, and... Wait, uh, wait, wait. How how old is Laura? I was thinking she was like 28 or 34. That's what I thought, too. She's 16. He was 15. How old is she now? Uh, 16. Or actually, I don't know how old she is now. Wow. That, that, this, changes, this changes my perception of the story. <laughs> There's a 15-year-old kid shoving cucumbers up his ass? Yeah, which uh, I'm a little shocked by, too, because I've never... you know, I've, Japanese I've, cucumbers? Because <laughs> they're smaller? <laughs> Gherkins? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. She says we're also from the UK, but She honestly, sounds so sexually jaded for 16. I mean, well, I, shouldn't so, she just be, like, kissing boys on the cheek? I think What's she says, on? I was 16. I bet yeah. you she's like 25 now. Okay, all right. And probably. Fine. And Fine. She's, just, she's like, you know, reminiscing. Yeah. She goes, we're from the UK, but honestly, us same British do not practice these things. I think it was exclusive to him. Or are you Americans into this? Laura. <laughs> Cucumber ass play? You know, I, this is probably a good question for Fozzie Bear or my brother. Not really, because they're going to obviously say yes. I mean, yeah. They're not the but, average okay. American. Straight guys that date girls are usually typically I'm typically not into this type of ass play I don't know any friends any of my friends guy friends that shove cucumbers up their assholes and yet have a girlfriend did you intentionally just open yourself up and I don't mean that as a double entendre I mean you said you're not into this type of ass play no, what, I, what type I'm, of ass play are you into? No, I'm saying there's dudes that uh, girls. No, like, but you said 
I'm not typically in, into this type of ass play. Okay, I meant guys, <laughs> guys in general. But no, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are I'm into gonna like... I'm going to let it go. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of dudes that are into getting their... But I'm going to post something on the forum about it. <laughs> there are a lot of dudes that like getting their asshole licked. I mean, think about that ass-to-mouth porno and all that bullshit. Yeah. But I'm thinking when you shove a cucumber or a Lego up your fucking ass during sex play, let's take it one step further. That's a totally different ballgame. All right. Yes, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying I don't know any hetero dudes that are friends of mine that are into that. I do, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I take that back. I know one guy. And I, think I, I, know I know the a same guy. I know a couple based on a recent revelation of like five seconds ago. <laughs> There's some type of I hope you're not talking about me. that D. Simon is into, and I hope the listeners picked up on that. Put it this way. I don't need toilet paper anymore. <laughs> So we got a second call or a second email here from uh, an overweight middle-aged Midwestern mom that's a big fan of the show. She says this is an she old calls one. herself that or are you just making a gesture? No, this is what she said. She goes, love from the overweight middle-aged Midwestern mom. Mm. That's her salutation. That's endearing. She says this is an old one but something that I thought would leave you squirming. The women in my family have been laughing at this guy for years. And so she sends a story. I've actually posted it on the forum. And uh, it's basically about this guy whose practice of masturbating was by holding his penis against the canvas dry belt of a large floor-based piece of running machinery. And essentially what happens, as you can imagine, his scrotum gets ripped off. It's oh, disgusting. It's, it's gnarly. Oh, I didn't need to hear so, that. So I posted a link on the forum, which has become quite the thread now. I, it, it basically was like, it, 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 I recounted this whole story of a, this guy who had masturbated on this canvas belt. And so I said, you know what? I wonder what people, what weird devices or what weird organic material you've used to masturbate with, guys and girls. And you know what's funny? At first, a lot of, only a couple guys maybe said anything. And then like three or four girls chimed in saying that they stuck toothbrushes up there and all sorts of yeah, stuff. And then like all it. these dudes are like, I'd love to be your toothbrush. <laughs> I'd use that toothbrush. So it's be, it's kind of like blossomed into this like kind of erotic thread. You should check it out there, Wackerly. <laughs> so so basically, people. If by erotic, you mean uh, creepy World of Warcraft playing internet dudes hitting on women on the internet. Dude, crazy cat lady's talking about shoving a toothbrush in her pussy to dislodge a hot dog that she'd been masturbating with. Really? She's that girl, huh? That's kind of hot. <laughs> so I would people, eat that hot dog. If that doesn't make you sign up for the forum, I don't know what will. Go check it out. You can go link to the forum right on our main page. It's like 1,500 people on there. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Uh, yeah, the forum's definitely, the Sick and Wrong Forum's an interesting place to be. Uh, also, people, thank you for subscribing on iTunes. And uh, give us some more comments. You're really helping out the show. Every subscription kind of boosts our rankings. Yep. You know, I, I, I recently found out that we were number like 22 or 23 in comedy podcasts. I don't believe it, but uh, I believe you. So Dude, there's a lot of podcasts it. on the iTunes. So thank you, people, for voting for us and subscribing to the show through iTunes. You're really helping us out. Uh, we also got an email from uh, Neil who says, Just letting you know, I just placed an order for a black, sick, and wrong t-shirt. This t-shirt is going to come with me to the Download Festival which is one of the best uh, alternative festivals in the UK. This year, uh, Motley Crue, Faith No More, and a bunch of other metal acts are going to be there. I'm definitely going to wear your T-shirt at the Download Festival. Take awesome. it easy, Neil. So, you know, actually, that's pretty cool. Like, you read something like that, and I'm like, you know, Neil is going to be representing Sick and Wrong 
at a Motley Crue show. Yeah, and wear it every day and don't wash it so people can find out where you are without seeing you. <laughs> well, you know what? I, yeah, exactly. It's like not strange only strange odor. <laughs> not only do you have a shirt that says "sick and wrong," you smell like ass. And it's hopefully, a, you know, other uh, showgoers puke on you a little bit from different angles. They'll and, smell you before they see you. That's a good thing. You can Neil. frame it at the end of the day. But seriously, I shipped out like four shirts this afternoon. So people, yeah. you'll be getting these shirts in due time. If you don't have one already, order yourself one. It's a good way. To, I'm just uh, glad he ordered the a show. black one because, you know, the pastel blue and the, the hot uh, yellow pink. one and the hot pink ones are running out. Yeah, we're running we're running low on the <laughs> yellow sick and wrong shirt. So <laughs> get yourself a T-shirt. Uh, finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week came in courtesy of Ralph. He says, you guys better watch out. Varg has been set free. And so he also attached a news article here. Apparently, Varg Vakurnes who's the infamous frontman of a Norwegian black metal band called Burzum. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. They're in a, yes, the, I do. the book, Lords of Chaos. He was the lead singer of this band, Burzum. Uh, he was a, convicted of murder. He murdered the uh, guitarist from Mayhem. This is like 16 years ago. The dude was, he was, he was also responsible for burning down all those like uh, landmark churches in Norway. Uh, he was in prison for 16 years. And uh, finally, it's just been released. So what's the deal? In, in Norway, black metal is like hip-hop in the United States. Like, yeah. people murder each other over it. Well, I think they did back in the 90s. Like, you know, okay. I went through... Not anymore. I went through this black metal phase where I was all about that music. Right. It's like, I know, you tried to murder me a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it's. It, I went through this music, but it's funny to me because the the if you ever uh, read Lords of Chaos, you'll see how much more metal means to Europeans than it does to Americans. It's like, you know, we have all these All bands, Europeans or just Norway and those? Germany and okay. uh, the... the well, sort of... The Scandinavian e Eastern countries. Eastern, Central, Scandinavian Northern countries. countries. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, Varg Vakurnes was like a pagan. I mean, this dude wanted to bring, you know, the, the land back to when it was in the 1500s. They're going, yeah, they're going back to... Bef they want to go back to before, like... Uh, the, Roman, the Romans, in, you know, injected Christianity into that whole area. But I mean, seriously, dude, he was this deluded, insane, uh, racist bastard. Why, so why I is mean, he being let out? He served his time. Uh, apparently, sixteen years for murder in uh, Norway. Is he reformed? You know, it, it's funny. I guess uh, I had read that he was released, or he escaped, or I think he was released on good behavior. Like a few years ago for his mom's funeral or something. And he never came back. And they found him with like an arsenal of weapons. So he's so not they, reformed at all. Well, they put him back in. This was like a few years ago. They put him back in and gave him another six years. And now he's released. And he says, I'm ready for society. And I have been for many years. I've learned from my mistakes and became older. Now I just want to be together with my family. Apparently as a son. So um, uh, Ralph here attached a song. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Det Angang Var or something like that. I'm yeah, not sure. Right. So the a, bur a person song. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically a lot of screaming and loud screeching guitars. So thank you, Ralph. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, good luck there, Varg Vakernes. <laughs> Don't kill. You know, if you're going to go kill uh, any kind of musicians, go for like an ABBA type of band. Like leave the metalers alone. The Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Seriously, go out and kill those guys and... You know, we're not going to be worried. We're not, we're not going to be upset. No. That'll be all right. So we're going to end the show with uh, Burzum here, sent in by uh, Ralph. Thanks, Ralph. People, we'll be back next week with episode 167. Till then, take a sleep.